chapter 26, 27 through 29. And you should have your Bibles. You're tuning in through live stream. You should have your Bibles in front of you. Amen. Some people say, well, you know, I, I use my, my, my phone. Well, if you always use your phone, where's the Bible go? Amen. Let's, let's make sure we open up the Word of God. You say, well, I, I just, you know, I only take you to church. Well, where you at right now? Open it up. Let church be in your home. Amen. That's good preaching. I haven't started yet. Acts chapter 26. Thank you, music team. Did an amazing job. And uh, I am always in awe of them singing and bringing in the presence of God. And I appreciate that very much. Acts chapter 26, verse 27. The Bible says, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuaded me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God, not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am except these bonds. God bless you. If you're standing, you may be seated in Jesus' name. Almost, the meaning of this word, almost, it means not quite, very nearly, or very close. It's been said, he almost won. He almost made it. He almost finished it. He almost completed it. He almost conquered it. He was very close, but he just didn't have enough to make it. Almost. A word that hangs in the balance of time. It hangs in the shadows. It hangs in the past. It hangs there in the valley of almost. I was close. Very near the end. I almost made it out. I submit to you tonight that to be almost clean is to be dirty. To almost believe is still to doubt. To almost tell the truth is still lying. To almost win, still to lose. My boy said it the other day, he said, good losers and bad losers are still losers. To almost be right is still to be wrong. To almost be straight is still crooked. And to be almost saved is to be eternally lost. And I submit to you tonight that we cannot afford to live in the valley of almost. To almost get my breakthrough. To almost get the Holy Ghost. To almost get baptized in Jesus' name. To almost be saved, to almost live for God. No, we need men and women 
that'll make up their minds. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to give God my all. I've made up my mind. I purposed in my heart that I'm going to give God everything. You ought to clap your hands under the Lord right now and shout, God, I'm giving everything to you. All of my worship. All of my praise. All of my talents, it may be few, but I'm giving all of them to you. All of my resources, I am all in. You can count on me, pastor. It's all about the kingdom. Not just on Sunday night, not just on live stream, not just on revivals, but I'm making up my mind. That I'm going to live for God and it's going to become a lifestyle. That's what it's all about. If you can only live for God in this beautiful sanctuary, you have missed the mark. You've got to learn to live for God where you're at. 24-7, seven days a week. You've got a purpose in your heart. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. That's good preaching right now. Because you've got to make up your mind. In these last days, you've got to get it in your spirit. You've got to get it inside your soul that it doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what goes. I have bought into this. I'm giving everything to the Lord. Acts chapter 26 is an incredible testimony from Paul. Can I tell you people may be able to refute your ideas and beliefs, but they'll never be able to refute your experience or your testimony. They can't refute it. They can't say, well, I, I just, I don't believe. Well, I'm telling you it happened. God healed me. God delivered me. You could tell me that, that healing's no longer uh, available to us. Well, I beg to differ. God healed my body. There's an old song that says, You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me and you can't tell it like I can what God has done in my life. I'm telling you, we've been saved by the blood of the Lamb but also by the word of our testimony. You've got to put your shoulders back and raise your head up and let this world know that God has been good to you. You may not have done everything right. You may have messed up. But guess what? You're here. You're tuned in right now. You're on live stream. You could be watching Oprah or Dr. Phil. But you're watching live stream. Who cares if you're in your PJs? Who cares if you're eating your popcorn? At least you're watching. It could be that God comes knocking at the door of your heart tonight and you throw the popcorn in the air and you throw the remote in the air and you say, God, I want it all. I'm praying that would happen tonight. So Paul begins to share with King Agrippa his testimony. you, you, you got to really read this. It, it's fascinating. Acts 26 verse 1. Then King Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art... Permitted to speak for thyself. Well, thank you. 
Thank God I'm able to talk for myself. Bible says then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. He said, King Agrippa, uh, thank you for allowing me, permitting me to speak uh, for myself, to tell my side of the story. Can I just tell you that God will always give you a platform to speak? He'll always give you a divine word for somebody. A moment in time God has etched it out where somebody is going to ask you about the word of God. And guess what? God's going to set it up. He's going to tee it up for you. He's going to give you that moment, that ability, that platform to speak the words. And then it becomes up to us what we say. Paul states it like this in verse number 2. He said, I think myself happy. (laughs) How can you do that, Paul? You're in stocks and bonds. You're in prison. You're a slave. You've been beat up. You've been ridiculed for Jesus. And you're happy about it. Because Paul learned whatever state I'm in, I'm content. Whether I abound or whether I'm in famine, I understand. I think myself happy. Can I tell you, if you think yourself sick, guess what? You're going to get sick. If you think you got a disease, guess what? A disease is coming. I'm not trying to put a disease on you but you got to change the mindset you got to somehow revamp what's inside you got to renew it you got to transform it you've got to make up your mind like Paul states I think myself happy well how can you do it all hell is coming apart well God's going to make a way it's like that woman that she saw a pile of manure a little baby girl and she came running out You can't fool me. I know there's a pony somewhere. When somebody else will say, who put that there? Who's going to clean up that mess? You've got to make up your mind. I'm going to think myself happy. That's what Paul said. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before the touching all things whereof I am accused of the Jews. Thank God he's given me the platform to tell the whole truth. He said, especially because I know thee to be an expert in all the customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore, I beseech thee to hear me patiently. It's going to take some time. You better just... Put the seatbelt on. You better kick the shoes off. It's going to take some time because I'm going to break it down. I know you're an expert. I know you know all the customs and, and the questions among the Jews. Just give me a little patience. He says, my manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, known all all the Jews. I know, Paul says, I know all the Jews. And guess what? They know me. 
I know you know the customs. I know you've seen me before. I know them and they know me. Verse 5, which knew me from the beginning. If they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. Under which promise are twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come for which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I'm accused of the Jews. Verse 8, why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? I verily thought within myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison. Having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. I was an accuser's. Of those Christians. And I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them. I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Paul said, King Agrippa, I put these people to death. Those that follow Jesus, I put them. To death. Verse 12, whereupon as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, I was going there on a mission to stop those that profess Jesus. I had the authority, I had the commission to take them out. But listen, at midday, O king, as I was going to take them out, I had the commission. I had the authority, and at midday, O king, I saw in the way. Here's that testimony. I saw a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Is it hard for thee to kick against the pricks? King Agrippa, I was going to kill the saints, but I heard a voice. I seen the light. And it was so bright that I fell to the earth. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, of whom thou persecutest. King, you know me. I was a Pharisees of all Pharisees. But Jesus spoke to me and he told me, I know what you did. 
But rise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Can I tell you, God has a purpose for everybody tonight. God has a purpose for you even though you cannot see it. Even though you're going with, with, with wrong decisions. That's what Paul, Paul made a choice. He was going to kill the saints. Bad motives. But God said, I'm changing your purpose. Because I'm going to make thee a minister. What? You just persecuted the church. You just locked up the saints. That's what the Christians thought. How dare he come here and feel this. I know where he was. Can I tell you God doesn't care what others think about you. God doesn't care about your past. Jesus said, Paul, I know what you've done and I've called you for a purpose. You are going to be a minister and a witness. Both of these things which you've already seen and those things in which I will appear unto you. Can I tell you, God has something greater in store for you than you've ever witnessed with your own eyes. There is a supernatural wind that is fixing to blow upon us like we've never seen before. We have not heard our greatest message yet. We have not experienced the greatest outpouring of the presence of God yet I'm telling you the greater things are just ahead for us God has something in store for you greater than the things that you've already seen verse 17 delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee king I was going there to kill them. I was going there to persecute them. But God appeared unto me and he gave me a purpose. He gave me a ministry. He gave me a higher calling. He gave me a higher purpose. This Jesus of Nazareth was now commissioning me. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to this marvelous light. And from the power of Satan unto God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. That is in me and that happened to me. It's my experience. See, people may refute your ideas, but they can never refute your experience. He said, Whereunto, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do the works meet for repentance. And for these causes, 
For these causes, the Jews now caught me in the temple. And they went about to kill me. But I didn't let them happen. I didn't let them stop me. There's a world that wants to stop this church. And when I say this church, I'm talking about churches in whole. There is a world that is anti-God, anti-religion, anti-everything. We need men and women that can square their shoulders back, that can raise their head high and say, I am not ashamed. I'm a Christian. I've been bought with a price. God has forgiven me. I've got a message. I've got a commission. And that is to go ye into all the world and preach this gospel. Everybody is a minister. You heard me. Every one of you are ministers. You look up the word preacher, you will find a definition that says one who proclaims. Everybody has a message, but we may not have the same message. My question to you is, what message are you proclaiming? The message of doubt, fear, anxiety, worry, stress? Or the message of hope, deliverance, that can set the captives free? I'm telling you, we have the good news. We have the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not, there is a world that is so hungry and so thirsty to hear about the stories of a man named Jesus. They want to hear your side of the story. Paul said, they caught me. They caught me in the synagogue and they tried to stop me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continued unto this day, witnessing both to small and to great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer, and that He should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. And as He thus spake for Himself, Festus, always have to have a Festus. Uncle Festus, was that the name of the guy in the Adams family? I don't know. What? Okay, close. This guy's Festus. They must be brothers. They must be related. But Festus said with a loud voice in verse 26, he said, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning. He took note that Paul knew the law. He was well versed as he was a Pharisee. He said, much learning doth make thee mad. I know you, Paul. I know you know the law. I know you're studious. He said, but much learning has made thee mad. But Paul says in verse 29, he said, I'm not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. 
For the king knoweth of these things before whom also I speak freely, for I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. God put this on display for the whole world to see. And King Agrippa knows what I'm saying. And King Agrippa believes the prophets. And I know he believes. Lays it all out there. Verse 27. King Agrippa. Believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. I know you know who I am. I know you know that I'm not making this up. I know you know that this happened to me, that Jesus appeared to me. We've got family. We've got friends that need to hear our story. Bible says if we hide this gospel, it's hid to them that are lost. We've got to do our best to open up the word of life, especially in these times. This world is in utter chaos, is in turmoil. They don't know where to turn. They don't know who to believe. They turn on this and they're like, oh my... They need to hear the message. And they need to hear your story. You need to take some of the skeletons out of your closet and show them a glimpse of your past. Show them where you were before God found you. Show them what you were involved in. Show them the sleepless nights, the headaches, the pain, the misery, the hurts, the anguish. And tell them that God took that away. He took the bottle away. He took the drugs away. Can I tell you tonight that we have what the alcoholics need? We have what the drug addicts need. We have what this world needs. They need a Savior and His name is Jesus. Bible says as we freely receive, we ought to freely give. This world needs this message. We are the hope that our family needs. We are the hope that this world needs. Your friends need it. Your co-workers need it. You've got to share this word to this world. And Paul finishes up what he's saying he says, I, I know. I know you believe the prophets. I know you believe my testimony. I know what God has done for me. Then King Agrippa said unto Paul, Paul, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. What a sad response to the Word of God. What a sad reaction. 
from those words to be pinned from Agrippa. Because I tell you tonight, his words still echo the hallways of hell. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost, Judas. Almost, Demas. Almost, Samson. Almost, Hezekiah. Do you remember Hezekiah? I'm almost done. I, I preached way too long, but do you remember Hezekiah? Hezekiah almost made it. Towards the latter of his life, he got sick. I don't know if he had COVID or what, but he got sick. To the point of death. And he starts praying a prayer. God, you know, I was a Sunday school teacher. You know all the hours that I spent sacrificing and studying. I was on the praise team. I played the keys. I laid hands on people. I fulfilled your great commission. God, you need to heal me. And on his deathbed, God turned it around for Hezekiah. But what's sad about that is, he started out so good. And I don't know what it was, but you look into Hezekiah's life. At the latter end, the Bible says he turned to strange idols. I don't know what it is. I don't know the hold that the adversary has got on you. I don't know the lures and, and the advertisements that, that has somehow taken your thoughts but I'm praying tonight that somebody would make up their mind God I'm giving it all to you tonight I know I haven't done everything right I know I've made mistakes I, I know I've made blemishes I, I know I've been a failure God for the most part of my life God, I'm praying tonight. Praying that you would cleanse me. I'm praying, God, that you would create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. I don't want to be an Esau that went bitterly and found no repentance because he sold his birthright. I don't want to be a King Agrippa where haunted by those words every day. Almost thou persuaded me. Oh, in these times of uncharted waters, in this crazy 
nation we're in. I'm praying tonight that somebody would make up their mind and just live for God. Live for Him. As things about to be wrapped up, don't get so close to the finish line that you fall and get distracted. Don't let it be said of you that you've forsaken this because you love the pleasures of this world. Oh God, I'm praying tonight. Number one, God, praying for myself. Praying, God, that you'd help me. Praying, God, that you'd cleanse me. Praying, God, that that blood that flows from Calvary would hit me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And God, you'd forgive me tonight. You'd wash me, God. You'd cleanse me, God. You would renew inside of me my commitment. Then, God, birth this word in my heart. Birth it in my soul so I can tell others about you. I've got family that needs this. I've got friends that need this. I'm the only Jesus that many will ever see. And the same is said for every one of you. Oh, would you lift up your hands? Would you lift up your voice right now? Could you just talk to the Lord tonight? Could you just begin to Bear it all to Him tonight. God, I want to renew some things tonight. I want to stir up that gift that's inside of me tonight. Place it deep inside my soul. Birth it in my spirit, God. A love for you, a love for this truth. Oh, come on. Lift up your voice with me tonight. Lift up your voice with me. Why don't you kneel where you're at? In your living room, in your dining room. Why don't you let that couch, let that recliner, let that chair become your altar. Caught up in this holy Let's talk to God. Let's talk to Him. I never want to leave. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. I need you. I need you, God. I feel Him in this house. Jesus, you don't owe Forgive me, God. Anything. Cleanse me, God. 
And more than anything that I want to be saved, God. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to live in the valley of almost, but God, I'm making up my mind tonight. I'm getting it tonight. And I'm sorry. Oh, God. Hallelujah. When I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. Deep, I sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I want you in my life, God. I want you in my family. And I'm sorry. I need you in my home, God. When I've come with my agenda, I'm sorry. When I forgot that you're enough, take me back to where we started. Come on, there's a call. There's a call. There's a call to prayer. There's a call to consecrate. There's a call to dedicate God today. Run it to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. And more than anything that just want you. I gotta have I desire you. Take this whole world. Take my cars, take my homes. Take my bank accounts, but God, just give me you, give me you, give me you. Hallelujah. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do, I just want you, nothing else, nothing else. Nothing else will do. 
message of praise and worship message that you would clap and run and shout and jump about this life that we're involved in is just about over and God is coming so very soon and I want to be saved And I want you to be saved. But it's got to be more than just a service that we plug into. You say, well, pastor, I just, I need to come to church. Learn to pray where you're at. Do you realize that almost every book that Paul wrote, he was locked up. He was in a prison cell. He was a prisoner. When he told King Agrippa, I think myself happy. Why? Because there's life beyond this. And I'm praying for you. And I'm praying for your home. And I'm praying for your family. And I believe the best days are ahead of us. God, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for your spirit. We thank you, God, for the call. We're thankful, God, for your love and mercy. I'm praying for every home and every family. I'm praying, God, that they put you first in everything they do and everything they are. Bless them. Bless their home. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you. Pray as long as you need. Let God do a special work in your life. God bless you. God, I just want you. I just want you, Lord. I just want you, I just want you, I just want you.